Well, thank you so much, Ron and Maggie, for uh, leading us in worship. And um, I don't know about you, what our sins are washed whiter than snow. We're about ready to see some of that snow. How many are ready for that? Okay, a couple of you, right? Um, but it is a visible, a visible, tangible reminder of that amazing truth that we just sang about. And uh, this morning, um, we're uh, excited to um, have a couple uh, special guests with us. Um, and uh, coming alongside of us in our journey this week of talking about the persecuted church. And so uh, yesterday as we uh, united around the word, um, uh, teaching that, uh, that exhorts, preaching that exhorts, we, we looked at the early church and how uh, in Acts chapter 4, the first sign of persecution, they went right to that place of united corporate prayer. And that they were shaken um, and filled with the spirit and they continued to be sent back out with all boldness. Uh, today, as we uh, unite around um, a witness, testimonies that encourage, uh, I have two dear sisters in Christ with us this morning. So uh, let me just tell you a little bit about them, and then uh, I'll have them share. Um, so this is uh, Rosa and Amy Hernandez, and uh, Amy is uh, the, the daughter-in-law of Rosa, and I was on staff with, her, with Amy and her husband, Edgar, who's right down here uh, for a number of years um, at, at a church here in the Twin Cities. And so it's really special to have them come here as I've been able to serve alongside of each of them and with them in Mexico in a couple different areas and contexts. Um, Rosa lives in Acapulco, um, which is uh, one of the most dangerous areas in the Western Hemisphere. And so um, here today we're going to hear just some of her story, some of her testimony, and uh, not to put on display the difficulty, um, but to put on display Jesus' victory and his power, and what, he, what he's doing in the world, and really how the gospel is unstoppable, but how we can be aware and participate in prayer and in support for our brothers and sisters um, that are serving and ministering around the world. Um, so uh, I wanted just to uh, begin and uh, ask, Rosa, ask you, Rosa, if you could just share kind of a mini testimony, a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you grew up, your call to Christ, and your call to ministry. Rosa, me gustaría que usted comparte un poquito sobre, sobre usted, su um, testimonio, cómo llegó a conocer a Cristo y cómo Dios lo llamó al ministerio. Hola, buenos días. Hello, good morning. Mi nombre es Rosa María Medel Salinas. My name is Rosa María Medel Salinas. Soy de Acapulco, como ya dijo Justin, Acapulco, Guerrero, México. And I'm from Acapulco, Guerrero, Mexico, no, as peligrosa. Pastor Justin said. And I'm not dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, what's the temperature right now in Acapulco? What's the temperature right now in Acapulco? Oh, está como a, no, pues no sé. En 40, ha llegado hasta 40 grados. Like 90, 95 degrees. Eh, bueno, yo quiero compartir lo que Dios ha hecho en mi vida. I'd like to share what God has done in my life. Yo conocí a Cristo a la edad de 15 años. I came to know the Lord when I was 15 years old. Eh, yo fui una niña muy maltratada. I was a little girl that was severely abused. Crecí en un ambiente muy difícil. I grew up in a very difficult home, and life, home environment. Donde mis hermanos. Where my brothers and sisters. Mi mamá. And my mom. Mis hermanas and my sisters Tomaban, um, were alcoholics, Fumaban, they smoked a lot. Y ya tomado, mis hermanos, and when my siblings were drunk, they would beat each other up. 
Yo fui la más pequeña de todos. I was the youngest of 13. De 14. Oh, 14, sorry. Eh, pero dicen que la más pequeña es la más consentida. Usually no they say caso. that the youngest is the most um, spoiled. No fue mi caso. But that was not my situation. Yo fui... Bueno, muy, muy maltratada, gracias. I was very, very severely abused. Eh, muchas veces le pregunté a Dios que por qué me había dado la vida. Many times I would ask God at night why he, would, why he was allowing me to stay alive. Yo salía afuera, atrás de una roca. I would go out behind my house onto a rock. En las noches. At night time. Y le preguntaba a Dios que por qué me había dado la vida. And I would ask God, why did you let si, me live? Si nadie me quería. If nobody loves me. En dos ocasiones, siendo adolescente, when I was an adolescent, on two different occasions, pensé en, en suicidarme. I thought about suicide. Pero gracias a Dios, porque yo no sabía los propósitos de Dios. But I praise God because I didn't know what God's purposes was for my life. Pero Dios tenía propósitos para mi vida. But God had purpose for my life. Y ahora comprendo por qué Dios me permitió vivir. And now I know why God let me live. Eh, mi, mi novio, my boyfriend at the time, que fue también mi esposo, that was my husband, fue el que me llevó a los pies de Cristo. Was the one who, who helped me come to know Jesus. Yo uh, a los 15 años entregué mi vida a Cristo. When I was 15 years old, I gave my life to Christ. Fue una experiencia muy especial. It was a beautiful experience. Vi realmente algo nuevo. I saw something new. Vi que había vida. I saw that there was light. Que había luz. That there was light. Porque para mí solamente era tristeza y oscuridad. Because my whole life was darkness and pain. Y desde ese momento, and up until that point, no me arrepiento de haber entregado mi vida a Cristo. I've, from that point on, I've never thought about why I made the choice to follow Jesus. Dios empezó a transformar mi vida. God changed my life from that day forward. A cambiarla. And has changed me. Había mucho odio en mi corazón. There was so much hate in my heart. Contra mi mamá. Against my mom. Contra una de mis hermanas. Against one of my sisters in particular. Porque fueron las que más me maltrataron. And they were the ones who most severely abused me. Pero gracias a Dios. But I praise God. Porque yo le pedí a Dios que si él realmente había entrado a mi corazón. Because I told God that if you really were living in my heart. Que cambiara ese odio en amor. That he would somehow change all of that hate into love. Dios lo hizo. And God has done that. Y sanó mis heridas. And he's healed my wounds. Y por eso estoy aquí And that's why I'm here before you today. Sentí que el Señor me llamó con un I know that the Lord called me with a purpose. Me di cuenta And I understood que realmente hay mucha gente como yo. And I understood that there's a lot of people in que my situation que necesita de Cristo. that need Jesus Christ. Y es por eso que decidí And that's why I decided servirle al Señor. to serve the Lord. Él me sacó de las tinieblas a su luz admirable. He took me out of darkness into his admirable light. Para llevarle luz a aquellos que están en tinieblas. To bring light to people in darkness. Y siento en mi corazón. And I believe in my heart. Esa gran necesidad. I know that there's a huge need. De compartir la palabra del Señor. To share the word of God. Y él me ha llevado a lugares que nunca imaginé. And he's brought me to places I never imagined my feet would go. Y me ha puesto en lugares... Nunca lo decía. And he's put me in places I never wanted to go. Nunca decía venir a, venir a Estados Unidos como otras personas. I actually never had any desire to come to the United States like some people in my country do. Ni lo pensé. It didn't even cross my mind. 
pero él me puso, me trajo aquí a este país. But he's allowed me to come here. Tampoco nunca me imaginé estar frente a ustedes. And I also never imagined being before you all. En una universidad. At a university. Pero Dios me tiene aquí. But God has brought me here. Sin embargo, Dios tiene es por un propósito. God is everything is for a purpose. God has a purpose in all things. Rosa, thank you so much uh, for sharing a, a part of your story. Gracias por compartir esta parte de su testimonio. And uh, this this week, we as we've been talking about persecution. En esta semana hemos estado hablando de la persecución. Um, we've we've uh, identified it as any form of hostility from the world towards anyone who's who's identified as a Christian. Y lo hemos identificado como cualquier tipo de hostilidad que um, está manifestado hacia alguien cristiano. And whether um, that's verbal harassment to hostile feelings, attitudes, or actions. Um, and we're wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about what, what have been some of the ways that you have encountered persecution um, at living as a, as a Christian where you do, and then also serving and ministering where you do. The first experience I had as a Christian Jesus Christ says many times our most, our most difficult enemies are the people within our very own home. Cuando mi mamá supo que yo me entregué a Cristo, when my mom found out that I had accepted Jesus as my savior, mi mamá me pegó, me my golpeó. mom started to beat me. Una vez más. Another, more than what she already had. Y me dijo que mejor me muriera. And she told me she would rather me be dead. Prefería verme muerta. That she'd rather see me dead. A, a verme como cristiana. Than see me as a Christian. Eh, personas que sabían que yo me había convertido people that found out that I had converted to, Christian, to Christianity eh, porque supuestamente viven un catolicismo no real because um, many in my surroundings and where I grew up we lived um, in Catholicism but in a very um, not true Catholicism se acercaba especialmente un señor que era compañero de trabajo de mi mamá there was a man who was a co-worker of my mom at her work. Se acercaba para insultarme. He would come up to me and insult me anytime he saw me. Para desearme lo peor. To desire the worst for my life. Y él quería verme enojada como él estaba hasta temblando de coraje. And he would work so hard to try to get me to get mad that he would just do anything he could to get me mad. Pero Dios tiene, Dios da la paz. But God was giving me peace in every moment. Y nunca logró hacerme enojar. And he was never able to make me mad. Bueno, el transcurso de, de mi vida como en, en el ministerio. Um, then during my life in ministry. Eh, en una ocasión donde estábamos de misioneros. In one of the places where we were serving as missionaries. Un pueblo que se llama Las Vigas. There's a village called Las Vigas. Las vigas. Uh, la gente pasaba y nos tiraba piedras. People, as they would pass by us, they would throw rocks at us. Y nos insultaba con palabras hirientes. And they would hurt us with really strong words. Nunca directamente, nunca directamente nos apedrearon, pero sí la casa. 
they wouldn't, they never actually hit us with a rock, our physical person, but they would hit our house with rocks. En ese pueblo no había uh, servicio sanitario, teníamos que hacer sanitarios de palmas, de in that, in that particular village, there was no restrooms per se, so we had to make some makeshift restrooms. La gente iba y lo and people would go and burn down our restrooms. And then we were with my, my husband at the time and my children. De la casa, mucha calor y and we went outside of our home because it was really hot in the place we lived out on the patio eh, para comer porque no, no soportamos el calor. because it was so hot inside our house y un vecino de enfrente que no nos podía ver por ser cristianos. And we had a neighbor in front of us who didn't, couldn't stand to see us because we were Christian él era policía and he was a police officer y tiró un balazo para donde estábamos nosotros and he shot a, his gun at our house while we were having our meal pero Dios nos libró but God always rescued us el, la bala solamente pasó rozando the bullet just went right over us at our table en la cabeza de, de mis hijos over the heads of my perdón, children perdón, de mi esposa oh, I mean my, the, over the head of my husband y pegó en un árbol and it shot into a tree una vecina de al lado and then a neighbor next to us en las tardes nos tiraba piedras muy grandes would throw huge rocks at our house decía que espantaba sus pollos and said that the rocks would scare off her chickens. Pero no tenía pollos. But she didn't have any chickens. Éramos nosotros, yo creo, los pollos. Maybe we were the chickens. <laughs> y nos tiraba rocas muy grandes. And she would throw boulders at our house. Y en donde estoy ahorita, uh, simplemente uh, son gestos de desprecio. And where I'm serving currently, we get a lot of um, gestures or facial expressions of hate. Eh, deseo como que desaparezcamos. <laughs> we can tell the people would desire that we would disappear. Pero no física, no, no, nos ha, no me han agredido físicamente. But thankfully, currently, I'm not being physically assaulted. Solo con gestos y palabras. Just with words and gestures. Hay más, pero... There's more, more, but I'll stop there. Um. Rosa, you, you, as I have known you over the last uh, several years, you Rosa are one of the most uh, bold women of faith that I know. And knowing that you have the opportunity to come to the United States and knowing that at the end of this month you're returning back home to the circumstances and the environment that you just described to us. So, uh, how has the Lord worked in your life that's compelled you to have such a deep conviction to stay in the First, que, of all, first of all, it's because I am convinced Dios en ese lugar. that God wants me to be there. No puedo yo estar I can't just come and live in comfort sería muy because it would be extremely comfortable to come and live here. Pues yo estar aquí, de esta... It's really nice to be here. 
estoy relajada. Pretty relaxing. Oh, todo muy bien. Everything's good here. Puedo salir en la noche y no hay no siento peligro. I can go outside at night time and I'm not in danger. Pero no es el propósito de Dios. But that's not God's purpose. No me llamó para estar en un lugar una burbuja. He didn't call me to live in a bubble. Me llamó a servirle. He called me to serve him. Y estoy convencida de que él quiere tenerme ahí. And I'm convinced that he's called me to live there. Siempre le he dicho a mi hija porque tengo una hija ahí en Acapulco. I always tell my daughter, I have a daughter who lives with me in Acapulco. Yo eh, tengo en orden todos los papeles importantes. I have um, all my papers in order. Y le he dicho, pues voy, pero no sé si regreso. And I tell her, here's where all of our papers are every time I leave the house because I don't know if I'm coming back to my house that night. Le he dicho al Señor. And I tell the Lord que me permita servirle hasta que él quiera que yo le sirva. I tell him that I want to serve him until he decides it's time for me to be done serving him. Y estoy dispuesta. And that I'm willing. A morir. To die. Aún por él. For him. Y ese es mi propósito. And that's my purpose. Es mi deseo. And it's my desire. Y es por eso que me quedo en Acapulco. And that's why I stay there. Porque amo mi gente. Because I love the people. Porque amo mi país. Because I love my country. Porque me duele como están muriendo muchos jóvenes. Because it hurts me to see young people dying. Y gente dura de corazón. And to see people with such hard hearts. Um, Rosa, um, could you, I know I've heard so many stories of how God has been at work in and through you in the mission that he's called you to. He escuchado um, muchos testimonios de cómo Dios ha estado obrando en el ministerio que ustedes tienen allá. Could you take a few moments and just share with us how in the midst of the difficulty and the opposition, the persecution, how you have seen God move in power and work? Algunas historias de cómo usted ha visto Dios obrar en medio de cómo está la situación actual en Acapulco. Bueno, eh, he visto que así como hay gente también muy difícil. So just as there's people that are really difficult and hard-hearted right now. Hay gente que está hambrienta también de Dios. There's a lot of people that are hungry for God right now. Y que a pesar de la circunstancia, and um, despite the situation that we're living in, ellos se acercan a Dios. They are seeking God. Dios nos ha bendecido en gran manera. God has blessed us greatly. En muchos aspectos. In many aspects. Espirituales. In spiritual ways. Materiales. In material ways. En el sentido de el lugar donde estamos. In speaking about the place that we do ministry. Dios nos proveyó un terreno más grande para la iglesia. God has provided a, um, a, a, a land where we're able to build our nos, building. Nos ha provisto eh, para hacer un lugar más hermoso para él. And he's allowing us to build a place that's better, in better conditions than what we had. Y ha llevado gente a sus pies. And people are coming to know the Lord. Hemos llevado caravanas médicas. We've been able to bring medical brigades to where we are. Porque por ese medio. And through that means. Podemos llegar a las personas. We can get into people's homes and lives. Y hablarles de la palabra de Dios. And then speak to them about Jesus Christ. 
Entonces Dios está obrando. God is working. A pesar de los de los tiempos difíciles. Despite the very difficult times that Acapulco is living right now. A pesar de las situaciones tan trágicas. And despite the tragic situations that we're living. And I know you've also had um, seen God move and, and really produce fruit with uh, working with kids in your community. There's many children in our community whose parents have not allowed them to come to church with us. Pero se les escapan a los papás de la casa para ir a la iglesia. But they actually figure out how to escape from their homes to come and join us for service. Qué bueno que se les escapa para ir a la iglesia y no para ir a otro lado. And I'm glad they escaped to come to church and not to go somewhere else. Entonces, eh, hay muchos padres que se han opuesto que sus hijos vayan a, a la iglesia. There's a lot of parents who are very against their kids coming into a Christian church. Es más, hay algunos padres que le dicen que nosotros somos malos. And there's parents who are teaching their kids that us, those of us who are believers in the community are bad people. Y que nosotros les vamos a hacer daño. And that we're going to hurt them. Pero ellos le dicen no. But the kids tell them no. La hermana Rosy es buena. My sister Rosy is nice. No, entonces, pero gracias a Dios, gloria a Dios, porque no me esfuerzo por por hacerles ver que soy buena, simplemente comparto lo que el Señor pone en mi corazón. But I praise God because I don't have to force myself upon them or try to convince the people in my community that I'm kind. I just am who I am and I share what God puts on my heart to share. Estamos llevando discipulado a los niños aún a su casa. We're bringing discipleship programs into the homes of the people in our community. A los padres que nos permiten. There's some parents who have allowed us to come into their homes. Hay algunos padres que se han convencido realmente que es para bien. And there's some parents that have finally been convinced by the Lord that we're good. Hubo una madre que me dijo, hermana, ¿por qué no pone un centro de rehabilitación para los muchachos adictos? There was a woman who said to me, why don't you guys start a rehabilitation center for um, young addicts in our community? Pues yo le dije, bueno, pues no estamos en condiciones, pero vamos a orar. And I said, well, we really don't have the capacity to do that, but let's pray about it. Pero por lo pronto, manda a los niños. Send your youth to me. Es una forma de prevenir que no lleguen a la drogadicción y al alcohol. Send all the children. They, I told her to send all the young children to us because it's one way that we can prevent them becoming addicted youth. Entonces, pues, gracias a Dios porque están llegando más niños. So I praise God because a lot more children are starting to come. Y le he pedido que esos piecitos que llegan ahí and I've prayed and asked the Lord that those little feet that come to us Se ahí. would stay in our place. Um, Rosa, what, if you could share, what do you, and from your perspective, do we as Christians in the United States and even um, students at a university need to know uh, about our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ in other areas of the world and how we can pray and support for them, not only praying for the persecuted, but also praying for the persecutors. So, ¿qué usted diría a nosotros de los Estados Unidos o como universitarios uh, en los Estados Unidos que usted cree que necesitamos saber de los que están viviendo en persecución, pero también están, um, ¿cómo podemos orar por los que están persiguiendo a los cristianos? Jóvenes, la persecución es real. 
What I want to tell you is that persecution is real. Posiblemente ustedes no lo han vivido. Perhaps none of you have lived it in your own lives. Y espero en el Señor que no lo vivan. And my prayer is that none of you would ever experience quizás it. quizás debo pedir que sí. Or maybe I should ask that you do experience it. Para que puedan experimentar realmente el poder de Dios. So that maybe you could experience God's power. La protección de Dios. And God's protection. Y que realmente Dios cumple sus promesas. And that you would see that God completely answers and fulfills his promises. De que dice, yo estoy con vosotros todos los días. When he says that I'm with you to the ends of the earth. Solo quiero preguntarles. ¿qué I want to ask you. ¿Qué tan preparado están ustedes si se presentara una persecución en Estados Unidos? How prepared are you to, to stand before persecution in your own country? En 2 Timoteo 1.7 dice, porque no nos ha dado Dios espíritu de cobardía, sino de poder, de amor y dominio propio. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. ¿Están preparados? Are you prepared? ¿Han pensado en eso? Have you ever thought about it? ¿O negarán su fe? Would you deny your faith? ¿Qué tan, qué tan dispuesto están a, a confesar a Cristo en su corazón? How willing are you to confess Jesus with your mouth? Entonces, pues, eh, prepárense porque no sabemos cuánto tiempo tendremos esta libertad. I would encourage you to prepare yourselves because we don't know how long we will have freedom. Gloria a Dios por la libertad que tienen. And I praise God for the freedom that you have. Vivan de acuerdo a los planes de Dios. And I encourage you to live your life according to God's plans for Ecclesiastes your life. 11, 9, In Ecclesiastes 11, dice, acuérdate de tu Creador en los días de tu juventud y tome placer tu corazón y anda en los caminos de tus, de tus ojos pero sabe que sobre todas estas cosas te juzgará Dios sorry <laughs> what's that? Ecclesiastes ah, my fingers are sticky Ecclesiastes I'm having the stage My fingers, my pages are sticking together and my fingers are sweaty. Five? This isn't working well. Okay, got it. 553, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. Ecclesiastes 11.9. Rosa, our time goes quickly. Um, and I, we want to pray uh, together. Can we pray for you as we close? And uh, beloved, would you just extend a hand out uh, to pray for um, our sister here? Father in heaven, we thank you so much that you have called us all together to be a part of one body. Thank you that you have made a way where there was no way through the blood of your son, Jesus, that was shed for us on the cross. 
And I thank you that because of this shed blood, because the tomb is empty and because you are alive and seated at the right hand of God, that we have now been granted full and complete access to you, to your throne of grace. And Lord, I pray that you would continue to fill and strengthen and support our sister Rosa. I pray that you would help further equip us to know how to pray, not just as a part of a week, but as a lifestyle. Not only for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are persecuted, but for those who are the persecutors. That just like the Apostle Paul, that they would be transformed from the persecutor to being the one persecuted. And would become agents of your light, having been transferred from darkness into the kingdom of your beloved son. Father, we pray for your continued protection and provision over Rosa for the display of the gospel power through the ministry that you've called her to. To keep those young feet that come, that they would stay and that they would minister and turn around and that you would save whole families and communities in Acapulco. And Father, as we go from here, may we take the question that, we, that she posed with, at heart that perhaps we may be living in a bubble that we were living in our comfort, living in our convenience. May we ask ourselves the question, what would we do if we were faced with persecution? Strengthen us, confirm our call to you and our identity as beloved sons and daughters and fill us with the spirit to walk in boldness. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you that we know the end of the story that Jesus wins and that we are on his team. For your glory and in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, beloved. Gracias. You are dismissed. God bless you. Thank you for sharing this time with me.